This is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one with DMN. And this is coming to you live from the Social Bakers Engage event in Prague. And if you hear some voices in the background, that's because there's a lot of workshops going on around us. But I have a very special guest with me, who's Mia Vallo. She's VP of Analytics with National Geographic. Welcome. Thank you. So, National Geographic, I don't like to throw away, throw around the term iconic brand, but it is an iconic brand. Uh, that print edition from my childhood, you oh. saw it everywhere, <laughs> that classic cover, yeah. just piles of them. You just, it's like the New York or even Reader's Digest. It's a magazine, you have an immediate visual image of it. But you're in a whole new age now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, you know, we're... We're not just on magazine. I mean, we're on. We've got our TV programs. We got our National Geographic channel in Wild, and then we also have, of course, our website, nationalgeographic.com. And on top of that, all of these great social media presence that we have, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was even seeing the kind of handle you go by now, Nat Geo, which is a kind of like updated uh, yep. version of the of the name. Yeah. Definitely. So I. I mean, I was looking at a little bit of the background, and National Geographic's 130 years old. Yes. It's still partly owned by the National Geographic Geographic Society, which is, of course, its roots. Yep. Um, now majority owned, I think I'm right in saying, by 21st Century Fox. Yep. So what's the mission in transforming this historic, iconic brand into something which appeals to a digital audience? Yeah, I think um, you know a lot of the content that we have is very relevant to our digital audience, and our digital audience is global. You know, whether it's here in EU or in the US, and the appeal is really about the exploration that we take our audience through. Whether it's you know photos of some elusive animals that our photographers were able to capture after perhaps weeks of waiting for them. Or perhaps it's about story of people in places that you typically don't go to, or perhaps just just simply beautiful pictures yes. <laughs> that people want to see. Yeah. But the website is is really attractive, and I'll publish a oh, link to you. it al- along with this. It's it's a very visual focused brand, which uh-huh. must mean in many ways ideal for some social channels. Yes, definitely. It feels like Instagram is a natural. Um, you know, social network for National Geographic due to the visual, as you mentioned before. And with Instagram, what's amazing about it is our photographers are able to upload their photos, their journeys, the stories behind the visuals that they have. And I think that's why it's so appealing to so many people in digital audience. Last time I checked, we have close to 88 million followers on Instagram, which is amazing. (laughs) Um, I believe we're the number one brand on Instagram um, for that reason. So I think just it's very natural for National Geographic to be part of Instagram and showcasing a lot of the visuals that we have. Uh, That is really striking. I actually looked up two other platforms. It's something like 44 million follows on Facebook and 22.8 million on Twitter. Yes. So huge social reach. Yes, definitely. Um, And that's, I believe those are just our main accounts. And we have other accounts as well, whether it's our travel, our channel, and for channels we have both National Geographic and Wild. So different audience is interested in obviously different things. So people who are more interested in travel, let's say, Mm -hmm. typically they'll follow our travel accounts. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not interested in animals, so sometimes we will be following multiple accounts as well. So they could be following our main account, they could be following our travel account, they could be following our 
well the gap. Okay. Now, we're at a social baker's event, and as I said, your title yes. is VP Analytics. So, a whole big part of uh, maintaining and extending social reach is understanding the data, being able to measure what audiences are interested in, finding the right audience. I mean, what kind of, what's your role in looking at the analytics behind the social presence? Sure, I am in the, obviously, analytics team, and within our analytics team, we are really focusing on what, you know, trying to make sense out of the data. Obviously, we still have to pull data. We still live in spreadsheets. <laughs> that is, you just can't get away from it. But, you know, with social bakers and other tools, we're able to gather insights more quickly because then we can see what specific content topics perhaps would work better. So we use data on a daily basis. We partner with our social media team to understand the type of content that will work, how we should be messaging that information on social network to our followers, to our audience. And, you know, we really use data to figure out what will resonate best with our audience. And is it, uh, let me put this a different way, are you segmenting your audience into groups with certain specific topic interests and then aiming content at those segments? Um, yes, I mean, our social presence is still very wide and very global, but we know what our audience is interested in. Obviously, they're interested in things such as nature, animals, you know, things that you would have think of when you think of National Geographic, and of course, photography, as we talked about before. So we definitely craft a message, the social media team crafts a message so that it's something that people can engage with, and they will be more likely to, whether it's sharing it with their friends, perhaps commenting if it's something that's relevant to them, or even just, you know, liking something, just to show that they are supporting that content. Now, you're one of the keynote speakers here at this event, and I, I, the title of your presentation refers to understanding audiences and their sentiments. So, as part of the analytics you're doing, detecting sentiment, positive sentiment, does it even go deeper than that? Yes, definitely. I mean, sentiment, it's so easy to say, hey, this post or this campaign has X percent of positive sentiment. But what does it really mean? So we still go through the comments and the tweets ourselves and really read about them. And something that could be considered negative may not be something that's negative. It could be that someone is sharing their experience that happened to be negative. So it's not negative towards our organization, okay. but it's just, you know, just sharing a negative experience related to some topic that we talk about. So we do look at it for... Um, a lot of the programs that we have on TV, we do look at it for content that we have on social and try to learn from it and then see what we can um, do for future posts. So you're looking um, across the board at your channels, the social channels, the TV, um, I guess, I don't, I'm not sure what others, but you're taking a, uh, like a broad look at, at how content's performing. Exactly, yes. I mean, social media is one of the channels that we use to provide that content to our audience. As you mentioned before, we have our TV programs, we have the magazine and the social channels really support those other platforms as well so that everything is working together. So it's not that social media will do one thing versus the magazine will do something else. Okay. Now, for a lot of com commercial brands, an important part of social is responding to the audience, almost a customer service function. Does that really arise for you as a publisher? Are there other kinds of comments or conversations where you feel it's important to intervene and engage with the audience? There are times when we would intervene on social media. Um, I don't, you know, I think 
the beauty of social media, it's a conversation not just with us as an organization, but also among the followers, among the fans. So, you know, we don't jump in all the time, when, but when there are times when we need to jump in and intervene, we will do that. Okay. Yeah, and we don't use that. We don't use social as a customer service channel as right. many other companies do. No, understood. And what kind of, just in ballpark figures, what kind of scale of social media team do you, do you need to um, serve this vast audience? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually, honestly, I'm not sure how many people we have on our social media team, but, you know, the team works very hard and they are very um, data and insights driven, which, mm-hmm. you know, we partner with them on the analytics side. Um, I think, you know, being able to understand the audience and all of that is really coming from both their experience in writing the post, in getting the right visuals, but also looking at the data on a daily basis just really helps to know and, um, you know, creating a post that's effective and efficient. Right. And do you foresee social media being... uh, important for National Geographic going forward? In other words, obviously there's still that iconic print edition, but is this going to be a very important way of engaging with your audience in the future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it already is a a really important way for us to engage with our audience in the future. We have um, magazine-specific accounts as well, so it's not just our subscribers who follow that particular account. I think anyone who has some kind of um, brand association with our magazine, they're typically interested in following that account as well. And we post our stories, we post information about our articles and photos and videos there. So that's already a way for us to engage with the audience. Okay. And the other thing which has always intrigued me about the brand is that I guess there are social missions which are implicit in your content in terms of the environment, uh, animal welfare, uh, diversity of communities around the world and the different ways in which people live. Is that just implicit or is there an explicit social mission behind, behind your content? Um, we are an entertainment media, but we have a purpose. As you mentioned before, we are part of National Geographic Society, yeah. so um, we do want to have people be curious about the world. We want people to learn about the world. So the content that we put out there, it's um, it's serving a purpose as well. So it's not just we're putting out beautiful pictures or mm-hmm. just putting out some cute animal photos. Right, for right. No reason, yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm going to post some links, and I really do recommend people check out some of this amazing content. Mia, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me.